Or you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair with the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned in to Casually Molly With Molly and Bergie Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergy. Uh, for our loyal listeners, obviously, welcome back to the podcast. We're happy to have you. And for our new listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Uh, we are based here in St. Louis each and every other week, uh, sometimes double time, depending on our guests and our schedule. Uh, but we're very excited. Normally, we interview artists, entertainers, you know, different genres, you name it. But I'm very excited to have in the hot seat or the podcast hot seat here. Uh, I think the tables have turned on you today, Shane. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> A little bit. How does it feel? Uh, this is cool. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Like, uh, I don't know. I've I've done a couple interviews, but yeah, it's a little. It's always a little weird to be on the other side of the interview. So, Aww. a little strange sometimes. Yeah. But I'm excited to, for it. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you. Uh, Shane Presley, all the way here from Wentzville, Missouri. If you're watching on YouTube, he's waving right now. Thank you for being so friendly to our listeners and our viewers. Uh, you are the host of the very well-known uh, St. Louis podcast, Rock Paper Podcast. Why don't you give us, let's just jump right into it. Where can we find you and give us a little bit of a background as to what the podcast is all about? Sure, uh, you can find it wherever you're listening to this show, I'm sure. Uh, you can find all the, all the apps, uh, rockpaperpodcast.com, and um, you can subscribe on uh, the YouTube channel also. I try to put up some uh, live performance videos and stuff when people play live, but I do most of my shows, uh, St. Louis music and comedy for the most part. Uh, occasionally I sprinkle in some national touring acts that are become friends of mine uh, over the years. And But yeah, started... Um, I guess like uh, May 2014, me and my buddy Chris started up the show and and just kind of, he posted one day on Facebook, anybody want to do a podcast? And I'm like, all right, yeah, that sounds cool. And <laughs> right. so uh, the rest is history. Chris, Chris, unfortunately, had to step away after about a year of doing the show together. Um, but you he, kept it up. Yeah. Yeah. So he... Uh, he had a second child, so things got busy for him. Oh, yeah, and, that's definitely yeah. family is everything, <laughs> yeah. so we got so, that, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, seven and a half years, 900 and something episodes, and it's a lot of content out there. Well, that's what I was about to say. When I looked up and I did the, the promo for our episode, I was like, it's like 939 episodes right. and counting. Like, I guess maybe like your span, how long do you think you've been doing it, like doing interviews and stuff? Uh, well, yeah, so, like, um, I mean, the first year we were – it was a little slow as we were trying to figure out what we were doing and it was only like one a week and then um so that was 2014 uh we really started we started with our interviewing some of our friends and uh but after chris stepped away it kind of ramped up i started putting out like three or four a week sometimes and so that's where oh, the, wow. that's where the numbers jumped up and uh so um but yeah so we're looking at like seven and a half years of the show now. So would you say like you do the podcast kind of for listeners who are now going, if they know you already, obviously, if you already know Shane and are familiar with this podcast, you probably already know the answer to this. But for people, we'll say that haven't met you yet and are getting to know you, how many podcasts would you think you would do a week? Like, do you do like a weekly podcast? Is it every other week or? So, um, yeah, like I think like at least one, depend for me, it always varies on work. Uh, yeah. On, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, real life mm -hmm. does take uh you know over sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but occasionally uh i try to do two a week um and that's kind of 
you know, somewhere around there. There was a while that, like I said, there was a while there was putting out a lot of them and then um, just kind of got where I was doing too much. I had to take the take a pause and uh, slow down a little bit and stuff. So um, I've been trying to put a little more emphasis on my uh, my own personal life. And, uh, you know, even though I have a ton of fun doing the show and meeting all kinds of people, I tried to I wanted to be more present at home and uh, with with my wife and everything else. So trying to Aww. trying to, uh, you know, do that. Too. So making sure I the balance the juggle of everything between the the podcast yeah. life and the real life and stuff. So yeah, well, I, that's the thing too. I, I find that as a podcaster, and you brought up a good point as an interviewer. I don't know what your background is, but um, like in journalism or broadcasting, it does take a very, you know, amount, a big chunk of your time, especially when you're networking and trying to meet people and, you know, scheduling wise, like, you know, and if you have a day job, you're like, well, what's your schedule like? So that way I can interview mm -hmm. you. And sometimes if you'd have that day job, I'm sure, you know, you work all day and then you're interviewing somebody. So you're like, all right, well, now I got to bring the energy to make this right. interview lively. Uh, so being present, uh, it's a great point you brought up. I really appreciate you bringing that up is so important for something like you when you're doing an interview, uh, which brings me to my next question. What would your style of interviewing be? Like, how do you feel you stay present uh, throughout the entire interview and highlighting the different talents of the musicians and the comedians and artists that you interview? Uh, well, uh, much like yourself, I, I do try to keep it as uh, casual as possible. Uh, Great. So, this uh, is yeah. the perfect, uh, perfect duo. I'm excited. Uh, yes. I, uh, <laughs> I, try to, I try to keep it um, very conversational, just like hanging out with the band or the artist and stuff like that. So um, if, as much as I can, I mean, I do, obviously it, it is an interview in a sense where I do ask questions, but I do like just the storytelling and the, just kind of hanging out and with them and um, getting to know them more on a personal level because most of the time I'm a fan of their work and it's just like, it's cool to get to actually spend time with them and getting to know them on a more personal level like that. So um, sometimes we, uh, like I said, we play live, sometimes we do tracks and uh, those kind of, chop up the show with uh with those sometimes to try to showcase the music and um so yeah that's uh but it's i try to i don't know i've always uh appreciated like kind of the as a listener sometimes like uh, I'm, a, I'm a big howard stern fan and, me too and, uh, yeah and yeah i've always loved like as a listener of his show like we're just you know you're kind of the fly on the wall type of thing where you can just sit there and listen to these two greats have a a fun conversation and I've always uh I loved that kind of approach and then like so I, not that I wanted to be Howard Stern but I wanted sure. to apply that to my own show to where it's just uh this is what it would sound like whether there was a mic there or not so yeah oh I I agree like he's so relaxed he's so fun and having like when you like you said the two greats it's a great reference of being you know great a lot of great all around here yeah. but um being able to see that back and forth I completely agree with you on that uh but speaking of your background, you know, did you always want to be an interviewer? Did you always want to be a podcaster? Or did, mm. was this, I know you'd said, you know, your friend Chris was like, who wants right. to do one? You're like me. But um, I know you said you looked up to Howard Stern. So sure. was this kind of something you followed into or? I kind of uh, fell into it really like, um, I think like a lot of people, anybody with friends in bands, uh, like a lot of my friends from high school started playing out more and I wanted to try to shine a little light and on them I started writing uh, like a blog and that was kind of my first 
bit of, I mean, I did like high school. I wrote for the school paper my senior year. So there was a little bit of writing. I was never a great writer, but I got to the point where it was like, I don't know enough ways to, to describe a guitar solo or why the song makes me feel the way I do. It's just something I feel and I'd rather people listen to it. So um, I think I started listening to a ton of podcasting around this time. I met uh, Jay Larson actually at the Funny Bone. Wow. I don't know if you know Jay at all, but mm -hmm. he, uh, he, so I met him at Funny Bone one night and he uh, was like, I hey, check out my podcast. And of course, uh, that was, I already liked him. So it gave me kind of the starting point, but that was like my introduction into podcasting. Uh, it was the Crab Feast with him and Ryan Sickler. Wow. Okay. Uh, which, uh, so I credit those guys for, in, you know, inspiring me to do this thing. And so that was like it. And like, uh, so I started, I already done the blog for a little bit, got some attention through that, made some friends and things. And then it was, um, you know, it was Chris saying, let's do this podcast. I'm like, well, I already got these friends in music. We can start talking to some people. And, and uh, that's, they just kind of grew from there. Like, so I had no real intention of, you know, being any kind of radio or anything else, but Chris had had a little bit of background in radio. So he had, you know, a little more experience and kind of taught me quite a, quite a bit about it uh, at the beginning. So, but other than that, it's a lot of trial and error trying to figure it out and I'd learn mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, of course, uh, over the years, gotten better equipment and, and everything else, getting much, learn what works and what doesn't. And try to learn all the different tricks along the way so oh well yeah absolutely trial and error again is always right. something i understand because when i first started podcasting i literally had like my phone and then i had a computer with my little snowball microphone they oh, still yeah. use for certain stuff virtually but um eventually you grow and you understand like how things work and you start to get more comfortable with interviewing people um but i'll ask you you know from podcaster to podcaster here when you're reaching out like especially in the beginning when you wanted people to kind of get on board with you interviewing them did you ever get nervous or just kind of you know how did you feel kind of reaching especially to somebody you didn't know right um kind of booking a guest like did you have a certain way of connecting with somebody or did were you just kind of friends with everybody prior to having them on your podcast sure i mean i, I did a uh, my fair share of work before like sure. i said i was already going to a ton of shows i was going and i'm a talker already so i was meeting all these people and so a lot of these people the first, you know, several people uh, guests were friends of mine. So it made it a lot easier for reaching right. out, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then, uh, but there was definitely some that, of course, you're going to get nervous. You're, I mean, it's just like, I remember one of them, um, I, I, uh, I got to sit down with Radio Rich Dalton oh, uh, from, okay. from K-Hits yeah. uh, early on. And of course, um, you know, just a legend, you know, he's, Right. Uh, that would be intimidating. Especially, yeah. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially in radio, you know, yes. like I'm, you know, and, uh, and you're like, here I am with my microphone. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so he, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here with him and I'm like starting to get a little flustered and he's trying to help me and he's just super sweet about it all. But like, he could tell like, you know, he, uh, that it was kind of getting me like, I was like, uh, you know, uh, no, you know, and he's like, so he, you know, talked to me down I kind of calmed me down instead of a little bit of whatever but but it was just like you know I felt very uh out of place talking to a guy who's an icon in St. Louis radio and stuff or um so but ultimately we you know ended up being a great conversation and stuff we had a lot of fun but he was asking me questions about the microphone and you know and I'm like you know way over my head I don't know this stuff I'm just mm -hmm. I know how to do what I do but as far as like real broadcasting and stuff I didn't 
at the time I didn't know any yeah. of this stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, uh, but anyway, so I was I was pretty nervous talking to him, and but he you know, again was super sweet and very uh, very nice and telling me incredible stories and stuff. So that's uh, guys like that, you know, especially like uh, that gave me an opportunity early on when I really didn't know what I was doing at all. So like I appreciate guys like that and. Um, I remember early on too, like uh, Steve Ewing from The Urge was a huge uh, supporter and still a great friend of mine. And uh, but I think he was like episode five, so that was like having somebody like that um, in our corner early on really helped, kind of uh, gave us some momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you do. That's the thing about podcasting is you know this. Like you really have to have people who will give you a chance because you're like I'm a new interviewer. Right. I'm trying to like gain and. I, at least for me, I always felt like podcasting would be cool to network um, and meet people and you start getting, you know, learning people's stories and what's behind it. Is that maybe a similar motivation for you, learning people's stories? Oh, yeah. Like what what's kind of your motivation behind creating Rock Paper Podcasts for as long as you've been making it? I mean, I again, it's uh, it's just fun to meet all sorts of new people. I always uh, joked that it's like just a giant networking tool. I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, opened up so many doors to meet to meet all sorts of people uh i also i also often joke about um that it's a, a way less creepy way to ask some of your favorite people to hang out like you know yeah. it's like instead <laughs> right. of instead yeah. of just be like hey you want to hang out with me for an hour and talk like you know it's like i have a show you know yeah. like, oh, okay so so that helps it's a it's just a, a nice icebreaker uh kind of um so but it's uh, allowed me to meet um all sorts of rock stars that I never thought I would meet, um, some amazing comedians and, you know, all sorts of various people. And, uh, I, uh, I just enjoy the stories though. Like you're saying, like, it's just, a, it's, I, I love just kind of deep diving into some of these things and especially in a podcast format where you can kind of stretch it out and get the long format, uh, into it. And so it's just, uh, it's really neat. And like I said, getting to share those stories with people, um, I, I've, I've done a couple and occasionally people will reach out afterwards like uh, listeners yeah and um, I've had some really nice messages along the way and it's like the, about how like this has helped them or whatever you know various things like that and I'm like oh that's so great it's, it's incredibly flattering but that's like when I'm recording it's not like you're thinking about oh hey somebody's gonna listen to this you're gonna be really yeah, touched right, by what I yeah, have to right. say yeah <laughs> but it, it feels great when you, you somebody says something like that like that it you know whatever they you don't you don't think anybody's gonna listen to it and then all of a sudden you get somebody that does and they say like what an impact it made on their day or whatever it is and these amazingly nice things and Aww. uh so I don't know that those little things like that, of course, motivate you to want to keep doing it. Like if you're making some yeah. sort of a impact of it at all. So, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I, that, see that always, especially when people reach out and say kind words, it's just, yeah. you know, especially when you're starting something and what people don't realize too. And I, I know you'll understand this being a host is that there is so much work that goes in just to putting up the two microphones and the audio quality of it and like the marketing of it. And, I, I kind of feel like a lot of it, like you were saying, doesn't even have to do with you. It really has to do with your guests and right. giving them the platform. Sure. And, you know, you don't, you want to make sure that it's good for them, that sometimes in the beginning you do get flustered, but now you've done so well, you've got so many great followers and you're producing a show coming up. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Along with uh, the podcast and again, the meeting, everybody, it's kind of a, 
I don't remember exactly uh, when, but I started wanting to produce shows and putting things together. Um, I, th I started with the birthday show. We well, first we did. I mentioned Steve Ewing, and we the first year we put together a birthday show, and that was like the very, I guess that was the very first one I ever was a part of, and we uh, it was just a celebration of the podcast. We um, Steve allowed us to use Steve's hot dogs. He was already doing these like acoustic things and oh, very uh, cool on Sunday. So mm -hmm. we I was like, hey, let's do that. So that was a great like small introduction into booking bands and putting together a show, and it's since grown from there and. Um, I've got to do uh, a fun Toys for Tots benefit in uh, 2018, uh, but in 2019, my, my mother got sick and was diagnosed with glioblastoma, brain cancer, and um, in, in June and September of 2019, we threw a benefit in her name, or in, in her, she was there, she was able to attend that this one, um, and uh, we... Uh, it was a great day, really, you know, it was, I booked a lot of her favorite bands, and we just had a lot of fun, and um, uh, unfortunately, my mother had passed in uh, December of 2019. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awful. I mean, like, it was just, especially that short time and everything else, I mean, it's just, it was brutal watching uh, what this, uh, what this did, so. Sure. Uh, so, I know firsthand what this is like, and I wanted to do something to give back help others in need uh, and I put together this show coming up uh, in um, November uh, November 28th uh, mm -hmm. at Old Rock House and it's, we're, we're calling great it, venue oh, yeah. yeah one of my favorite spots in town and they've been very good to me over the years and uh, so we're this is all we're also calling it Dubstock which is what I call the first one uh, so keeping this going in her memory and uh, booked uh, a bunch of my favorite groups going right now uh, Nick Gusman and the Coyotes <gasps> I yeah, love them. I saw yeah, them at yeah. Red Flag. They're great. Yep. Yes. Very talented group. Mm -hmm. um, one Way Traffic. Okay. And uh, the Screeching Halts. Okay. I haven't heard of them, but I'm and, excited. Uh, yeah. And Spankonia. Okay. Which is a group that I actually uh, manage. So uh, oh. friends, friends, good friends of mine. Everybody, they're all friends of mine. That's why, I, obviously, why I booked them okay. all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, they, uh, yeah. So um, first uh, year, the one with uh, in 2019. It's kind of more blues and soul music and stuff. We had a lot of fun with that. But this year, I kind of went with more of a country, grassy thing. Uh, like, so Nick's more, you know, kind of country Americana. Uh, One-way traffic and screeching halts are um, more grassy influences. Uh, a lot of string band stuff. And uh, and then Spankonia is kind of this uh, funky organ trio uh, led by uh, Philip Manawas, Spanky, is, uh, so where the name comes from. So... He's been around town forever uh, doing dueling piano stuff. and Okay. So, um, but it should be an incredible night. Tickets available right now. And um, come on, all the proceeds go to support glioblastoma brain cancer. So uh, hopefully we can, um, you know, get raise quite a bit of money and help some others in need. Absolutely. And I didn't even know, I had seen you advertise for the show, but now I, I even like, I was really already excited for it, but now I'm even more excited that you're giving back through it as well. Yeah. Um, I really love now talking to you that you're using your platform to do that and uh, raise awareness for, you know, different illnesses and things that I didn't even know and giving back. So thank you for doing that. That's a well, wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, it's a, uh, 
you know, I've, I've always, uh, again, like I said, I did the Toys for Tots thing. Uh, and I, I've always wanted to do more and more, like, to benefit and support and give back. And uh, it just ha happened that now I'm, uh, I have this personal, you know, um, side of it now. So, uh, yes. so hopefully uh, we can do some well, uh, some good things with it and, and I'm excited to see what happens. Hopefully we'll make this an annual event and continue. Oh, do, I'm very excited. Great things, yeah. I'll have to go. And like I said, the old rock house, I was saying to the girls earlier here in the studio, I've been there before and it's just, I love that it's like an intimate venue, but it's still like, you feel like you're at a big concert at All the right. same time and everybody at the bar was great. And it sounds, you know, some of the bands I haven't heard of that you mentioned, but I'm excited because that's the cool thing about talking to people like you or for people listening, like talking to people like Shane or other people who podcast around the area. Um, all of us interview different people, sometimes the same. And then other people I learn by, you know, like listening to your podcast. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this band existed. And what I found interesting, you mentioned you manage one yeah. of the bands. So are yeah. you like a band manager? Well, just one band manager, yeah. Um, like, that's okay. <laughs> so, no big deal. I don't right. manage a band. Yep. I can't even manage me. I need <laughs> I need a band to manage Molly. So right. what? how did you get into band management? Um, well, again, uh, he's just uh, a buddy of mine. We've, uh, um, so, uh, I don't know. It just kind of started in conversation. And he, I think really what he saw, how kind of organized the, I do with the show and managing it and mm -hmm. stuff so like and he's like well you already know everybody like you know all the venues and you know and so um so he asked me about it and i'm like yeah i mean i, I think i can handle that I'm like yeah so uh well, unfortunately most of our existence uh we had a show in february of 2020 oh yeah uh that was our debut and then of course uh life happened yeah things, things happened <laughs> and uh, we uh we uh, didn't play out like it's not really a like um, he's not looking to play out as nearly as often as a lot of bands are um, be being that he has his uh, you know day job stuff that with the pianos but he uh, we're hoping to get the band going a lot more hopefully get a, an original record together here soon and so there's a lot of big things that just uh, a lot of things kind of got put on hold with like many others so sure um, but yeah so right now it's it's been a lot of fun just trying to trying to uh, a new adventure and you know that's my first time doing anything like this so as far as band management management very cool though well i love especially to i think that's a testament to you as a person because especially if somebody's like oh hey this is my good friend i see how organized he is it's it's nice to see that he had somebody in his corner who he knew he could depend on and who was organized and whatnot. Cause sometimes it's hard when you ask a stranger, right. it's like, well, you know, well, what's really their intention and in helping me in that area. So I think that's great that you're able to do that as well. In addition to the many other things that you do, <laughs> uh, like I said, you seem to have a really nice personal and professional network. Uh, but speaking of your personal wife or life, you have a lovely wife, personal wife, <laughs> lovely wife, all of the things. Um, right. I'd love to know how, what does she think of the podcast? Is she an avid listener as well? No, <laughs> like, I, 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 <laughs> no I, uh, again, I, I joke, uh, I say she's not a fan of the host. And, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I mean, I, she's very, uh, supportive and, and believes in it and, Aww. you know, allows me the time to to do these things you know it's like she understands that that you know that this is something i'm passionate about and stuff and 
but uh, and she does come to the shows. I do uh, like I, she's come out to my along with the the Deb stock and things I put together. I also did managed uh, to run put together a singer songwriter showcase for three years, and it was a monthly showcase uh, that we did. And she would come out to that every now and then, and um, when she was available, and um, and of course the birthday shows and things. So she does uh, support in other ways, but yeah. She, I don't think she listens very much. In, or uh, the early ones um, with Chris, we used to record a lot at the house. And at the, so she would really yeah, hear she, everything. She'd be yeah, she'd sitting on the couch, just like laughing at us and our dumb jokes and stuff. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. But yeah, again, she's it just. It's nice to have, even if she's not listening, just somebody that believes in you and stuff. So. Oh, well, shout out. What's yeah. your wife's name? Stacy. Stacy. Yeah. Shout out to Stacy. Yeah. Way to believe. Don't stop uh, believing. <laughs> I like that. There we go. That that works for me. But well, speaking of, you know, you were talking about your growth. You know, you were starting out at the house. Now you've got your own equipment. Now you're doing, you know, your own shows and whatnot. Um, I guess, like, how do you feel about this personal growth, you know, kind of starting with like humble beginnings and moving on to such a big platform like the way that you are right now? Uh, it's, uh, I, you know, I pinch myself a lot. I mean, if you would have asked me uh, that, you know, told me that some of these stories, like, I would not believe any, like, it's just crazy to think that how, that the show, the doors of the show is open for me. Like, um, I've got to do, things that I never would have imagined. Um, you know, I've sat on rock star tour buses and, you know, do all these other things, what? whatever. You were on a tour bus? Yeah, tell I'm us this R story, R or tell us, meaning yeah. the listeners and people viewing, but, and also Grace yeah. in the booth. <laughs> tell, us, sure. tell us about, you were on a tour bus? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's it sounds way cooler, you know, like, <laughs> That's <laughs> well, right. I was yeah. a theater major, right. and we would have to bus around for different shows. So I get it. Yeah, yeah. but well, no, I mean, it wasn't. Cool. It was an incredible opportunity. I mean, yeah. not, not like a lot of people get sure. to. Sure. But it's just like, uh, but I've become good friends with Devin Allman. Um, uh, now tours with Allman Betts Band. Mm -hmm. um, his father was in was Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers Band. So, uh, and he lives in St. Charles, Missouri. So he's become. Uh, oh. A good we're friend. gonna be neighbors yeah. i'm so excited i'm moving to st charles okay so, i have a neighbor i'm so excited yeah. <laughs> but we've uh, become great friends over the years and um they were getting ready to head out on tour the next day and he goes hey you want to come over and do a podcast on the tour bus and i'm like yep that sounds pretty cool so, okay um uh, so yeah, that's how I got on. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. Bus. I was like, you're like, I'm on here. I'm on a tour bus. I was uh, like, you're on a tour bus. I, I mean, it's so unique. I love it. I get yeah. uh, the, like, again, I just, uh, it's part of the fun about being mobile with the show also. Like I, I do, um, I have really been like trying to ramp up my audio quality and trying to make sure it's a, a good, you know, conducive environment to record a podcast in. Um, but uh, I've also recorded in, Taco Bells and, um, you know, mall food court and, uh, just a lot of random places wherever we could set up and have, uh, but, and it's worked, but, uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just funny to, you never know where this show is going to take you. It's like, but I've learned just to keep, just to say yes, you know, not to like, yes. not to, not to say, you know, just so it's, uh, it's exciting to think about the opportunities that come along. So. 
You know, I think that's a good way of thinking about it because I do like the spontaneous nature that your podcast goes on. And I think that sometimes, like you said, you do just have to say yes because like technical things happen or sometimes, you know, you're running behind or things are that and you just have to kind of come to the realization that nothing's perfect. And, you know, what's nice about people listening to podcasts is that they're really not looking for perfection. Right. They're just looking to get to know you or maybe learn something, no matter what it is. Like it could be like how we interview entertainers or, you know, somebody could talk about like science or, you know, murder mysteries, anything like that. They're just looking to be a part of something. And I think that's what's really nice about your podcast is you allow people to be part of other people's stories, which I hope that's what we're doing for you today. Yeah. Everybody's being a part of Shane Presley's story. Uh, was speaking, speaking, oh my goodness, <laughs> cannot talk today. I think I'm just like the watch I keep drinking water. I'm like, um, can I talk today? Can I not? Um, <laughs> Usually the answer is no, but what is the story behind the name, uh, speaking of rock paper podcast, what can you tell us by that title? I, I wish, uh, I wish I had a cooler story for it. You know, it was like, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. We, me and Chris put together a list of, of potential names. Uh, we always had the idea. This is like a, a hangout, you know, it's like, it's just, that's always what a, we wanted to feel like. Mm hmm um, I remember like throwing out like, uh, um, remember something like, uh, the max, you know, like, uh, where they, and say by the bell, they used to hang out there at the max. Yeah. And, like, so I was trying to think of something like that. I don't know. Just trying to, a lot of like nineties pop culture references I was coming up with. And, I'm a nineties uh, chick. And, uh, <laughs> so I don't know exactly where, uh, I think Chris, it was a pun, you know, it came kind of came together and, um, so I don't, but we posted online and asked our friends to help us kind of vote and that was like the runaway winner and we're like all right there it is we're that's it we named it so uh we ran with it <laughs> and like uh so uh it's but it's, it's definitely been working it's kind of it's people it's i guess it's catchy enough and uh it makes people laugh but it's funny how many people do put scissors in there yeah uh, so I don't know. That's what I thought it was behind, like rock, paper, scissors. And I was thinking like, oh, did they usually just get rock or paper? And right. then like scissors was just a no-go in this game. Yeah. And you're like, no, we just forgot up the yeah. names. And this is just yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, once I mean, once we, you know, it was, we picked it, we named it, and we kind of already built this following behind it then. And it's like, we just uh, felt like I had an opportunity when Chris stepped away about like, you know, possibly rebranding or do something like that. But then I was just like, I don't know, this, I like it and it works. And yeah. And people now with people identify it and everything else, I was like, this show doesn't have to have, have, it could be called anything. It's just me. Like I didn't really, I just didn't want it to be like, you know, just something like the St. Louis music show or the Shane Presley show or whatever, right. you know, something like that. I wanted it to be under the name rock paper podcast. It can be anything. It could, there are no rules to any of this stuff. So, Oh, yeah. rule breaking. Yeah. There we go. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. like that though. That's I fun. like that. Pretty, very, very cool. But I love how people are like, oh, I'm gonna put scissors in it as or, well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it like all the time. Like or like that's like uh that's definitely the uh you know, just you hear it all the time. I mean, whatever, Rock Paper Scissors podcast or something I was like, no, what 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 would that what would that podcast be? Just talking uh, you know, theory or uh, or whatever about you know <laughs> all the choices. Like, uh, right. when, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, well, so speaking of, well, speaking of your podcast again, 
obviously you have over 900 something episodes. Was there a, like a, I know you touched on some interviews and whatnot, but are there some inner, was there a interview that really meant a lot to you or a couple or whatnot that kind of stand out to you during your time frame of interviewing? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's several, um, that, you know, were really cool and, um, cup like, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, I've had some friends that have been on the show that have passed and those mean a lot to me, uh, yeah. to have those conversations documented and, um, one of them, uh, Matt Amalong, uh, was a music producer in town, recorded with many great bands and, you know, not to, I didn't want to like capitalize, on, but I when after he passed, I shared it out. I was like, you know, Hey, I know this is super sad, and every, but like maybe listen to this where you hear like how happy and proud of every, all the work and stuff, you know, it was like a, a much different, you know, tone to everything. So, um. Uh, it was cool to have that and preserved and lives on the internet 24 seven now. So, mm -hmm. uh, those mean a lot to me to have that. And, um, uh, I always wanted to do more with, uh, friends and family. Uh, I remember, uh, I saw Kevin Smith, uh, the film director, um, and podcast host. I saw him at a Q and a thing at the pageant one time. And he, he, uh, shared some stories about, he likes to record a lot with his mother and, and just cause he's, you know, preserve this audio because one day one of them won't be here and has all this recorded and like it really touched me and like I was like I want to do this some more of that and um you know and then after I wanted to like do stuff with my grandparents and then they they were now they're gone and and I never got around to doing that and never I my mom set in on one and I always wanted to try to get her but she to, to do the proper show and then but she always like oh, you know what am I going to talk about kind of stuff and so that never happened either um, but I did just, uh, recently, uh, for 800, I invited my uncle Dennis to come sit in and on the show. So that was really special to me to, you know, again, to have, um, him to sit and to talk for an hour, just about whatever. And, um, so even though he's not a, some rock star and everything else, it means a lot to me to, yes. you know, it's like, so these, uh, it doesn't, and that's kind of the fun of it. It's like, it doesn't have to be anything. It just, but it's just a conversation with somebody that I find fascinating. So. Yes. But yeah. So I don't know. I think people always want to see like this big one, like, you know, whatever it's going to be some big name and stuff, but I don't know. Those, those mean just as much to me too. So. Oh, I think that's the best answer because sometimes I feel like there's so many, and I, I, I don't mean to say this in the sense that both Shane and I, we do interview people in the industry and we are partially in it in a sense being you know interview artists and I do stand up and stuff and it's you know you're managing a band so it's you're very much in the industry however what's so touching sometimes is just kind of what we touched on earlier is the human connection right. and sometimes you know there are people that will listen and hear something like with you and your uncle and go oh my god that's like me and my uncle right. like I'm not alone. Oh, yeah. Like, this is so great. And then, you know, or like when you were talking about your friend, even though, you know, he passed away, you're preserving that memory of him 24 seven. Like mm -hmm. anytime somebody's like, oh, you know, like I really miss having him around. And I, I always feel like, especially with somebody who's passed on rather than acting like they're passed on, it's better to 
act like they're still here almost in a sense and be like, remember who they were and what they did while they were here. So I, I really think that's a beautiful thing that you just said, being able to say like, like, yes, it's sure. Isn't it wonderful when you have a, a great musician or a great comedian, obviously you're like, oh, wow, you're amazing. And your work touched me, but it's just the same having that human connection with somebody that it's irreplaceable and it can never be remade. So yeah. props to you oh, for thanks. having that. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I could get really emotional. Yeah. Like, casually, <laughs> casually sentimental yeah. again, um, which leads me to, you know, you obviously have the sentiment and you're able to connect with people. Have you always been somebody that has been able to connect with people on a base like that? Like, do you always feel like you're able to kind of sit down and talk with people like it's no big deal? I, I think so. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that. I mean, I actually, uh, uh, my senior superlative was uh, biggest heart, so I guess uh, some other people thought so too. Like, oh, so, what? Uh, yeah. That is great. So I, I, I was like, but it's always been my. I've always wanted other, you know, to do my best to make others feel included all the time. You know, I was like, uh, um, you know, school dances or whatever it was and different things. So I never, never really had like a click or. I was always I was very involved in a lot of different groups, and I, I feel like that's still the case today in St. Louis music. I'm all you know. I'm in I'm in rock, hip hop, blues. You know, all over the place with my music. So I like to uh, stay all inclusive as much as possible. So, um, but yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I do connect. With, I can. I'm, it's very easy for me to sit and talk to just about anybody for the most part you know like i just find something we can connect on so Ah, i love that no and i feel like we're gonna get along just fine (laughs) Uh, for those of you who are listening or watching shane and i i we've always talked like via facebook and i always remember you were so helpful you're like oh when you start your podcast join this podcast missouri group and everything but i was like shane have we ever really met in person (laughs) but now i feel like we're best friends i'm so excited like you're like nice and relaxed and (laughs) now you did meet my boyfriend jimmy you interviewed jimmy and jack from the day at night podcast for sure yeah yes yeah we did one uh yeah that was a little while back but yeah a lot of fun hanging with those guys yes um yeah i tried to uh you know again like i i they're comedians also but they're also podcast hosts and i try to do a lot to in this, our own little pocket, our community of podcasting. Uh, yes. You know, I try to do as much to be inclusive there as in support and crossover and get, you know, and shine a light on all things. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's fun to meet a lot of people just through podcasting even too. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, uh, but yeah, we, uh, uh, I've tried, so I guess uh, I've, known, I've known those guys a little bit through comedy sure. and, and I've known uh, you more through online but I, I used to spend a lot of time at the at the funny bone yes. and i've got that's where a lot of these guys i'm i uh, unfortunately i don't get to spend as much time there but there was a while i was working evenings and i was uh go there like every sunday because i had yeah i didn't have to work till uh 2 30 on monday so i was like i'll spend my sunday nights hanging out at the funny bone and i met so many of the amazing guys and girls down there and and uh, a lot of them become lifelong friends and uh but early days of doing the show they were all you know, willing to do the podcast. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I am, I'm grateful that all to the comedies introduced me to so many cool people too. So 
Oh, well, I mean, I agree. I feel the same way. I feel like comedy is definitely, and podcasting, it's just like what we've talked about a lot on this podcast is that, uh, you know, just like meeting the people. And I think that's just like, if, especially if you're somebody that likes to consume comedy, comedy has a ton of storytelling in it. And uh, what's cool is that with the podcast, it's almost the same thing, just without kind of the joke format or the one-liners. You're just like, here's a conversational. It's almost like observational comedy in a sense, right. except maybe less jokes. Like sometimes we get a little emotional and or we're getting sentimental. Uh, but I I really appreciate all the input you've given. What I will ask you, like I said, you know, you have these shows you're doing now. Um, you've really made quite a network for yourself on the social media networks, as well as just generally, like when I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing Shane Presley, and I like it. So many people be like, oh yeah, I love Shane, like yeah. rock paper podcast. Um, so thank you for joining me and letting me get the chance to get to know you a little bit better, um, putting you in the you know the podcast hot seat over here. Uh, what casual advice would you maybe give yourself now that you didn't know maybe back then when you first started podcasting mm. to maybe future podcasters listening or watching this going like, oh, maybe I should start mine, which I know is a lot of people today, but on a professional level you know, or spontaneous yeah. level, uh, what would you say? Well, so I do get asked a lot, like, you know, being that I um, maybe one of the only people that they know they have access to maybe or something that, that that does a podcast sometimes like so i get people like hey i want to do a podcast i'm like do it like you know there's it's essentially uh wide open you know you can do whatever you want whatever you're passionate about you know it's like mm-hmm. i always uh there's there's an audience out there for everything so whatever you're into um just you know start talking about it whether grab a friend grab a microphone whatever you however you want to do it but um don't be afraid to do it. Like I feel, I feel like so many people get caught up in uh, thinking about, oh, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna be good at it, or I'm not gonna, or nobody's gonna listen to it, or what, you know. But just like, doesn't matter. Like, no, even if nobody listens to it, it's still fun. It's still fun to have that experience to hang yes. out with a friend, mm-hmm. you know, and everything else. So it's like, and if you're having fun doing it, it doesn't matter what I, what people are thinking. But I think that will people will start responding if the fun is there like people will organically start jumping on board so um you know we we started under reason we listened to our show at the beginning like but it's fun that you know we've i've stayed with it i think a lot of what the success of of my particular show is that the longevity of it the fact that i've stuck with it like um so many podcasts people get the idea like hey i'm gonna start recording and they maybe do a couple and they quit like so <laughs> right uh, so i think that's the only reason like is, but i think if you something you want to talk about or whatever grab grab the mic and do it so don't be afraid to don't don't be afraid i saw a thing on facebook one day that said something like that don't be afraid to suck at something new and i was like I, that's so there's a lot of truth in that you know it's like so many people just get afraid to take that first step so Oh, absolutely. And I feel like it's just like what you said, you really have to stick with the longevity of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like sometimes people will put out a few episodes and it doesn't really like pick up as much or anything at first. And you're like, well, what's the point of this? Right. Like, nobody's listening sure. to this. But then you see somebody, which as I'm turning into the camera here, Shane, who has really stuck with it. You have so many, like I was looking at, even I first started podcasting, I didn't know you yet. 
I remember looking at like on a personal note for me, I remember looking at Rock Paper Podcast and I was so inspired because I was like, look how hard this guy's working and what he's doing. And I was like, I want to do that too. And I mean, having a theater background, I understood, you know, heart, I mean, I'm, I guess like maybe anybody like, you know, yourself mm -hmm. too, if, even if you're not in theater, you know, hard work always pays off. And now it's so cool to showcase somebody like you with your talents that, you know, you're, you've got, yes, you're interviewing people, but you have a personal connection with them. You gain friendships out of it. Um, you start doing shows with it and it's a beautiful thing that it just grows from there. So I'm just so excited to see uh, Rock Paper and maybe Scissors, what's gonna come <laughs> yeah, after sure. this. So uh, great advice. Um, just a couple of things before we go. I have now started to do like uh, some casual questions. So just a couple of things. When you're not podcasting, what do you casually do? What are your interests? Do you have any hobbies or do you have any shows that you're watching right now? Um, well, probably the biggest, uh, hobby is live music. Okay. Uh, I like that hobby. Uh, when I'm, uh, I, I like to go down to Broadway Oyster Bar a lot. I love that place. Uh, yeah. For those who are listening outside of St. Louis, Broadway Oyster Bar, it's just right here in the yeah. uh, Midtown area, downtown technically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great venue. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, live music and incredible food. Uh, I worked there for like five years. Oh, so you've got so, another personal yeah, connection. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, um, but yeah, I mean, that was really why I started working. I was just get paid to listen to the good music all the time. So yes, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it just, uh, I'll go to a lot of concerts, um, watching, uh, I'm, I like, uh, I like a lot of the Chicago shows on NBC, uh, the, uh, Chicago fire and okay. med and PD and of course, Law and Order SVU is probably my uh, my number one favorite. So absolutely, uh, yeah. <laughs> when I, when I get time to actually sit down and watch, uh, you know, luckily I have the, right. the DVR, uh, you know, have that. So the DVR is Stabler yeah. coming back? Did I see something that Stabler is? Well, there's is a he there's back? a spinoff series. Yeah, there's oh. a, a Criminal Intent now. So that's what I probably. Oh no, saw. sorry. Uh, or, Criminal Intent was another old one. Uh, sorry, Organized Crime is a okay. Stabler now. So, yeah. Um, I really miss Stabler. Yeah. When he left the show, I was so sad. And so the other night we were watching TV and that came on and I was like, oh my God, Stabler is back. And Jimmy's like, who <laughs> is Stabler? I'm like, right. Chris Maloney, like only like the most pop. Oh my God. I was like leaving you tonight. Like right. I was so excited. So that's why I was wondering. I was like, oh, is that, is that a thing coming back? Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, they well, mm -hmm. they did. Uh, so they're they're already in season two now. Uh, they oh. just started that. So um, you can see how yeah. much I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. but it's, <laughs> okay. it, it was great, and they've been doing a lot more um, crossover with SVU. So there's uh, it's been fun to see that um, him and uh, Mariska Hargitay back yeah. together again. So uh, I think I think uh, people have kind of been pushing for like some kind of romance there and stuff, but. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I want that or not. I was about to say, it. weren't they just always friends? Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. I just feel like they kind of hint at it, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think. No. Uh, yeah. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully the writers don't try to take that route. Absolutely. Uh, and I would always say like, and what are we going to casually expect from you in the future? But that's what we're here to promote. So why don't you just bring this up again, the show that we're seeing in November sure. and uh, where it's going to be in tickets and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Debstock happening on November 28th at Old Rock House in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it's a three o'clock start. Uh, we're going to do it's like a little Sunday fun day afternoon party. So. Okay. Three, yeah. three to seven. Um, hopefully, it's beautiful weather, and we'll pack out the on the patio and everything. Have a good time, and um, again, it's uh, all supports uh, glioblastoma 
brain cancer. Um, invited along my good friends in one-way traffic, Nick Gusman and the Coyotes, uh, the Screeching Halts, and Spankonia. And tickets are $15 in advance, $20 at the show, and available right now at metrotix.com. Fantastic. And also, if you're going to listen to this on your audio or YouTube, anything like that, when we do premiere it, we'll make sure to include uh, the ticket link and whatnot, as well as the flyer uh, as our promo for this episode. Uh, thank you again, Shane, for joining us. Uh, just remember to follow Shane at Rock Paper Podcast, basically, for all social yep, media. Everywhere, perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Grace. It's right at the bottom of the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you've got the Instagram and your social media handle. Um, also, what was I going to say? Um, for Metro Ticks, can you just search like your mm -hmm. show and whatnot? It just kind of comes up to you in case somebody's like sure. listening. They're like, oh, I kind of want to go on my phone right now. Perfect. Um, and again, I'm Molly Ambergy, Casually Molly Podcast, uh, interviewing comedians, artists, podcasters each and every other week, sometimes bi-weekly, depending on what we do. Uh, just remember to stream and subscribe. I always feel so cheesy saying that. I'm like, stream, subscribe. Uh -huh. But uh, just make sure you do so that way we know uh, what people are listening into and what they like. Uh, but now that we're done with our podcast, I always ask, what are you going to casually do now, now that our episode is over? Uh, I was thinking about this, and I think uh, I'm going to casually record some more podcasts. Oh, I think that's uh, a, a not, not a big surprise <laughs> yeah. from a podcast host. So. Yeah, I believe, uh, yeah, I believe we're going to... Um, um, I'm going to invite you on to my show. So we're going to... So if you're listening to this and you want to keep the party going, I'm sure you can find uh, the other half of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the first part of it. Or if you listen to Shane's episode of <laughs> right. interviewing me, it'll be the second part. There so there's go. a sequel or a prequel for either one. Uh, but yeah, we're doing a little crossover uh, dual episode fun. So whether you're casually listening here or uh, doing your rock, paper, scissors shoot of which one you want to <laughs> listen to first, <laughs> yeah, Shane and I really appreciate it. Yeah. So just make sure that you support. Uh, thank you again for coming and everybody else listening, whatever day you're listening on. Uh, have a great rest of your night. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Molly. Thanks. <laughs>